You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Well, well, Melissa's gathering up the kiddos. Um, Y'all can go. Uh, But I just, man, I just want to thank you. You if you didn't, if you were curious, you sound really good. Really good. It's a beautiful noise. I, uh, I was doing everything I could to stay on my feet because the second I heard you guys start singing, I thought I was just going to fall over. Um, not because I, that, sound, that maybe sounds mean. <laughs> I, could, I could feel the presence of God in such a degree hearing you sing behind me that I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to stand it. It felt like though, have you... Who's been to the beach? Who's tried to stand in that wave and like, oh, it won't knock me over? And then that doesn't ever work out. Um, that's what it felt like. Just a wave of the glory of God coming behind me. So thank y'all for doing that. Um, I appreciate that. Um, this, is, this is my last morning to preach to you this year together in this house. Next, next week, Melissa's going to be preaching and teaching. I want her to have the opportunity to share with us where the children's ministry is going, what the Lord has put on our heart, um, where this new year is going to be, because we need to be on the same page as a church. Amen? Amen. We need to be able to pray and know specifically. And I also want the opportunity that if a parent comes up to you and asks what the heart of our children's ministry is, you will be able to articulate with clarity what it is for 2023. And so that's what Melissa's going to provide for us next week. So really excited about that. Um, just blessed by that opportunity and blessed to have those that will, that will stand in this pulpit and preach um, other than me. Just very grateful. Last week, we talked about this simple reality that we've discussed several times, but you cannot give away what you do not have. And now the Lord has withheld, what has he withheld from you? There is nothing. So to rephrase it, you cannot give away what you have not. Uh-oh. Sorry, Steve. Sorry. You, can't, you cannot give away what you have not yet first received. Right? I can't give away. It's, it's been offered to us, but if I myself have not received it, can I give it away? No, I cannot. I cannot give away what I have not first received myself. And we are meant to usher in the kingdom of heaven to this community. Amen. 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 Come on now. Get me Bible thumping. All right. But we must first receive the kingdom of heaven. We must first receive the measure of God that is for us in this season. I'm asking you to be selfish right now. To stop and receive it for yourself. Receive it for your family. All the blessing, all the measure of goodness that is for you now. Would you just stop? Not worried about anybody else and receive it for your own family, for your own self. Because it will be for this community's benefit if you stop and receive it first. It's the great kingdom paradigm. What we receive on earth, and by earth's standards, if you receive it, it's yours and it's no one else's. But in the kingdom of heaven, what you receive, the Lord can now give to everyone else. Right? You become a vessel for this presence of God and what an honor it is. 
We know that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil. And why is that? Because he is there. He is waiting for us. He is waiting for us in the low days and he's sitting on the mountaintop on the easy days. He is always where we are, exactly as we need him. But again, we must first receive him. How has he come? How has he made himself manifest to you in this season? It is specific for you. It is uniquely for you. And it will not ever come again because what the Lord has for you today will not repeat itself because today will not repeat itself. Every, every day we have an opportunity to engage with the presence of God in a brand new, one-of-a-kind, unique way because we are living in a brand new, one-of-a-kind day. This day will never exist again. We'll come around it. We'll come around to December 11th again someday in a year. But it will not be this day. And I cannot receive the presence of God that is for this day tomorrow. But what I receive today will change tomorrow. Amen. Amen. The presence of God that is for us today will change tomorrow. But we must first receive today. And we must be a people after his own heart. That has been... That has captivated me the last two weeks to be a people after his own heart. I want to introduce the world to what that would look like. A body of people that are just after the heart of God. We, we can be different in every way, but have that one thing in common, then the world will not be able to withstand what the Lord will do through a group of people, all different, but united by this one thing. Desiring the heart of God for them and for those around them. Amen. Amen. We must receive his heart as he has offered it to us today. Each day he puts his heart out, out to us. And there is blessing and there is wonder for those who receive him, for those who seek him. For those who go knocking, he will give them the depths of his heart. And church, I desperately, I don't desire it just for myself. I desire for us to be those that seek and those that knock. Because when we seek, we find. And when we knock, it is opened. Let us be those that do not stand still and wait for life to come to us, but let us go out to meet it. Because the Lord says, those who are willing, and I've told you this, I've shared testimony with this, that it's not like we have to really try really hard to go find the deep places of his heart. All he needs is for in your heart to have decided for yourself that I will seek and I will knock. In the moment you make that decision, he will present himself to us. It is that simple. And he will open these things to us. He doesn't ask for us to go on some horrific and and treacherous and difficult journey. He just asks for us to be willing. And when we are willing, we find him. And when we are willing, doors are opened for us. Amen? There's blessing. And I want us to be those. I want this church, I want this house to be a people that know and explore and encounter on a regular basis the deep places of God. If he is all-knowing, if there is no way to measure him, no way to count him, no way to contain him, then we must also understand that there are depths of his heart that man has yet to wander into. And what if we are those people? Could you imagine to be those that discover and map out the heart of God in a way the world has not yet seen. I dream of that for us. And if we do that now, what do our kids, what do they explore? If we become comfortable and familiar with the depths of God that have yet to be seen, what will they discover? 
Wow. Gets me excited. Like I said today, it's the last Sunday for me of 2022 um, where I'll bring a word to you in this building. Now, um, like Melissa said, she'll be preaching next week and then uh, the next Sunday is the 25th. It's Christmas Day. So we obviously we won't meet here uh, in the building. There will be a service online. So you get to tune in, live stream. It's going to be just like normal. Um, and there'll be a word for you that day. Um, but I'm just, I'm excited for us to, I, it sounds bad um, to maybe most churches, but you guys understand. I'm excited for us to not meet in this building. I get excited about those days. Because I remember when we didn't meet in this building on a regular basis and the things the Lord was doing, how united our hearts were, though we weren't together. We were united in the Spirit, and I, I, I love that day. I love those days. Um, so, all that to say, I do not take this morning lightly and this moment with you lightly. It was with great consideration. Um, I'm bringing you this word. It was... Uh, it was a process for me this week in praying and just seeking the heart of God. There's, there are no shortage of sermons that I have to preach to you. And I'm just, I'm blessed. It's not, it's not anything I do. The Lord just continues to bring words. And I've got about 40 post-it notes sitting on my desk. Uh, don't go read it because that would be a spoiler alert. These are things to come. Uh, and I have notes on my phone. I didn't know that you're your notes on your phone have a limit of how much you can put in it. I found that limit. Um, and it's just words that I have for you. And so I wasn't sure what the Lord wanted this for this morning. And it just became very clear after last week, uh, the word he had. And I, I, again, he brought it to me and I just sat with it for a while because I wanted to be sure. And I wanted to also make sure that I was praying for you, that your heart would be ready to receive what it is that he has for us this morning. But first, my heart had to be ready to receive, right? The Lord had to do some things in me this last week, and, and I'm grateful for those things. But all this to say, I have, we had this question last week, and we've already touched on it. Are you experiencing fully all God has for you in this season? But it occurred to me that there must be something that happens first before we can receive in this season all that He has for us. Okay, and we're going to talk about that. So just hang with me for a little bit. We've got several scriptures we're going to read really fast. They're going to be on the board. Um, uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5. That's not, there it is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. We know this. We know that scripture well. Psalm 9, verse 10. And those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And then John 15, another scripture we know well. Verse 4, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burn. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Before we can fully receive, before we can fully receive all that the Lord has 
for you individually, before you can receive everything that God has in this season, not just for this church, but for you specifically, because the church will not encounter it, the church will not see all that God has for us if we, the individuals, are not receiving him. If you can't receive him individually, you won't receive him as a group. Does that make sense? Anything we desire to see corporately must first happen individually. And so before, in our own lives, we can fully receive God as he has come in this season. We must be willing to fully give ourselves to him. It occurred to me, it was just this uh, sideways thought, that to fully receive, we must first be willing to fully give ourselves to him first. How can I receive the fullness of God if he does not have the fullness of Parker? If he does not have access to all that I am? And I, we've, we've thought about this several times. We've, we've talked about it. I've thought about it. We, we've preached about it, about the Lord giving all of himself to us, giving us all this vision, all of these things. And we, we always expect the Lord to give in full. We never expect the Lord to give in part. Amen? Amen. If that's a belief, let it be squashed right now. The Lord gives in full. He does not give in part. Amen? Amen. He gives everything you need. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jay. Jay believes it. Yeah. He gets the gold star. All right? Right now, you guys better catch up. But to fully receive, we must be fully willing to give everything that we are. If we're only willing to give a piece of ourselves, how can we receive the fullness of God. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. Matthew 5. Or Matthew 7. Sorry, Zach. Scared Zach back there. I could hear him scrambling. Matthew 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Galatians 5, verse 25. If we, believe, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1. But understand this. That in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. Y'all listen to this. This is insane. If you have any doubt about God, just listen to the scripture we're about to read. Verse 2, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpleasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good. Treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. Kind of hard to do. Need to get a bubble suit or something. But how often have we been such people? When you only give part of yourself to God, I promise you, you've given part, the other part to something else. And it is what we've just read. There are two camps. There's not three. There's not kingdom of light, kingdom of darkness, and my little camp right here in between. 
That's not it. You subscribe to one fully or the other fully. If you are only giving part of yourself to God, you have aligned yourself with that which is not of him. We need to understand that and take some responsibility. That's not always easy to hear, but it is true. How can I only give part of myself to God and receive the fullness of the kingdom? You cannot. You cannot. You can't ride the fence. You can't have feet on either side in both camps. You're either in one or you're in the other. We cannot be these people. James 1. Verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. We must be doers and not simply hearers, but we live in a society, we live in a church culture, in a church world that listens to the word and immediately after they listen to a word preached on Sunday morning, they leave having forgotten what they just heard. They are the natural person that stands and looks at themselves in the mirror and then as soon as they turn away, they've forgotten everything they've just heard. That is the world that we live in. That is the Christian world that we live in, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it is the world that we live in. We have, we have horrible things that exist in the church because those that are participating have not remembered what they've just heard. Or they've read this gospel in part and not in full. They've picked it apart like we talked about a couple weeks ago. The... the the ever-changing, the, not the ever-changing, I've forgotten the word. It's there somewhere, hold on. The transformative power, there it is, of the gospel is in its entirety, not in its part. You don't get transformed by the truth that is in this book by picking at it like a buffet, right? right. But we have an entire Western religious civilization that has built multi-million dollar entities on picking this apart. And if they're picking it apart, how can they ever understand what it fully says in its entirety? You cannot. You cannot. So therefore, they cannot receive the fullness of God that is for him. And even the things that they pick out of here, they're not reading with any remembrance. They're reading, closing it, and then immediately forgetting that which they just read. We cannot be these people, church who give in part and expect to receive in full. And I'm telling you, we will not be able to perceive the things of God if we are closed off to Him. And so I have this question, are you 
fully His. Are you fully His? Everything, every aspect of your heart, every aspect of your story, does it belong to Him and Him alone? Does He have all of you? Have you worshipped Him with everything you have? Do you speak to Him fully engaged? Do you pray to Him with all of your heart? Are you willing each and every day to give Him all of yourself and everything that entails? To trust Him with all your heart and with all of your life? Go with me to Acts. Acts 2. Verse 2. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered. Because each one who was hearing them speak, each one was hearing him speak them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? I've read that like a thousand times, and I've never paid attention to the insanity that that must have been to have multiple people from different tribes and tongues and all of them being like they're speaking my language and the one be like no they're speaking my language no they're speaking my language every one of them heard in their language that kind of changes the way maybe we go to Africa or Mexico we always worry about how we're going to communicate right and we will, we will not say things to people because we're worried about how we're going to communicate. Maybe they won't understand. But the Spirit of God, the first thing He did was become Google Translate for everybody. He invented it. Good for Him. And He just, because somebody spoke in utterance and obedience to the Spirit of God and everyone heard their native language. Praise God, right? Wow. I think it's cool. Verse 14, but Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Because these men did not have the Holy Spirit, these people didn't know the Spirit of God. They didn't know Jesus like these men who have received the Spirit knew Jesus. And so what did they assume? They're drunk. I've seen drunk people before. I've never seen them spontaneously be able to speak a different language. But they were grasping at straws. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem. Let this be known to you and give ear to my words, for these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And then he begins to deliver the first sermon preached by anybody filled with the Spirit of God after Jesus. He is the first to preach after the Son of God. And he preaches in obedience to what the Lord gives him. And we know that the church, 
The Christian church is born just verses later in verse 42 as people are cut to the heart by this double-edged sword, by the truth, the transformative power of the gospel in its entirety cuts them and thousands are led to Jesus. Thousands repent and receive the Holy Spirit and the church is born. And in 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread and the prayers. I love those first four words. And they devoted themselves. Because what they had just encountered, they recognized required all of them. And they had no problem giving all of themselves. And what is the result? A city transformed. The Lord, day by day, adding to those who are being saved. We see people walking to the temple and the shadow of that person just being cast upon those sick and they're finding healing. They're finding restoration. We're seeing an entire community, an entire city operate in obedience with no leadership other than the Spirit of God. And the city is being transformed. We're seeing those that have lived a life of unanswered prayer find their restoration, find their reconciliation, find their healing in Christ Jesus simply by someone saying, get up and walk. We see those that have sought and are seeking to kill those preaching the name of Jesus become the most zealous and on fire apostle for the Lord that there ever was. We see the transformative power of the gospel in full reign and it all started because one man allowed the Spirit to have all of him. What if Peter had not surrendered all that he was? Where would we be? But there were a group of people that recognized that all they needed and all they wanted and all they truly had on this earth was the promise of Jesus. And is that not all that we truly have? Yeah. There's not a single thing. My grandfather... Uh, when he passed away, he had, he, it was one of the fun things about growing up with him. He collected old cars and he restored them. And it was a blast and a half to drive those things. Because none of, he didn't buy slow ones. He bought the fast ones. And then he let me drive them. It's like the grocery store when I was 17. Because he, I don't know, he was foolish. Um, but they all came back unscathed. And he worked and he worked and he spent money and we spent time and we invested in these things together. And guess what's still sitting in those garages? Those vehicles that he loved. And he gave his attention and his time to. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. That's a wonderful thing. It's a fun thing to do. And it was a, it was a blessing to be able to do it with him. But it didn't go with him. Because that which is of this earth stays here. But we do get to take our relationships. We do get to inherit jewels and precious gems from the fruits of our labor on this side of heaven. We get to take with us our actions and our words and the fruit that those produced. And that is all. That is all we take. We do not get to take any earthly possession with us. 
So, recognizing that he's all you truly have is important because he is all you truly have. Anything else we assign value to can be taken. Right? Our companies, our, our, our cars, our houses, all of them will still be here when we're gone. He is all that we truly have on this side and on that side of heaven. So why, Him being all that we have, would we only give a part of ourselves to Him and seek to give all of ourselves to those things that will stay behind? Because there are people that give everything they are to that nine to five. There are people that get everything that they are to that next really cool car. I have friends. I had a dear friend. Uh, went, to, went to high school together. Um, probably one of the only people from high school that I kept in touch with. And he, um, he was a goofball. And he had a very, very, very expensive custom Corvette. And a very, 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 very expensive custom truck. And a custom bike. And he bought this 2022 Corvette, fresh off the lot, first shipment that came to Katy, Texas, he got it, he put it in a body shop and did, I think it was $140,000, $150,000 worth of modifications to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, he was on his motorcycle, got hit by a drunk driver three weeks later. And he's, he's, he's gone now. That really nice car, he worked tirelessly. He would put in 100-hour weeks, no problem, to afford these toys. And he was single. He didn't have any kids. He, I mean, he had his friends, but we didn't really get to see him very much because that's all he did was work so that he could afford the toys. And the toys are still here. And he's not. All that to say we give ourselves to that which we do not have. Everything in your life, you don't actually have it. It's been given. But it is on borrowed time, is it not? Because you won't take it with you when you go. So why would we withhold ourselves and our hearts? Why would we not give them fully to the only thing that we can fully have? Because everything else we can never fully have. He is it. The Spirit got all of Peter's heart. And look at the result. These people gathered in the upper room, they withheld nothing from him. And because that, they were able to lead, withholding nothing from him. Every aspect of their life was the Lord's to command. And because of that, thousands came to know him and the church was born. And we gathered today because of that decision. To give themselves to God in their entirety. Because church, I desire God in his entirety. But I cannot receive all that He is and how He has come and all that He desires to give if I've only given Him a piece of my heart. And so that is my challenge for you as we get ready to step into the new year. The Lord has already begun to speak to me about what He desires to do in 2023 and I'm excited. I am excited about what is coming in 2023 for this city, for this body of believers, the things that the Lord has highlighted in the Spirit, the things that He wants to do in our community. Praise God. It is exciting to know 
And I want you to be encouraged that the Lord is not finished with us yet. Is that not encouraging? I don't care what anything else, how you measure us in any other way. I only answer to this one measurement, and that is that the Lord is still speaking. So there's still work to do for us. Praise God. He's still using us. He's still choosing us to do His bidding here on earth. But will we give Him ourselves completely in 2023? Will He have your time? Will He have your finances? Will He have every item you possess? Will He have your family? He knows how to raise my kids a lot better than I do. So I need to let him do it. Will he have everything? Because church, it does not take long for the world to begin to shift when the people of God, after the people of God have given themselves fully to him. It did not take long in this passage that we read, the spirit of God is introduced. And then in 40 verses, the church is born. The church exists and has a rhythm and has a groove and the city that they dwell in is drastically transformed. Is that not what we desire for Sundown, Texas? I desire more for Sundown than is right now. What is right now is great, but we can be more. We can do more. The kingdom of God can do more through this city I believe that it can do with a city with the resources like Houston, Texas. I believe the Lord can do more in changing the world than He can in a city of that size. I believe that He will, he will use us to do Houston, Texas-sized things in little sundown Texas. We've already done it, right? Who would have ever thought that we would build structures and compounds and churches and, and continents far away? Who would have ever thought that this small group would raise thousands of dollars so that kids would have a blanket for the first time? A lot of these kids, this is their first present they've ever been given. This little old house. This, this small group of people. You are already changing the world. The Lord is doing amazing and wondrous things through you and in you. And now imagine if He's got all of you. All of our time. Everything we are, every breath, will it be His to command? And there's this preconceived notion about that, that that means your life is going to be boring. I have not found that to be true yet. My life is more exciting. And more of the dreams that I had when I was not walking with the Lord, I was a child, the dreams that I've had in my heart all of my life, I have more of those now than I ever had without Him. The Lord answers and gives good gifts to his children, right? You don't withhold good things from yours. Why would he withhold good things from you? He's good, and it is a ton of, I am telling you, it is a ton of fun to give him all that you are. Because he will lead you into places that you never thought possible, and it is a blast. And he, will have, he has surprises waiting for you around every corner, and it's so fun. There are hard days because it's life. But those hard days are made a lot easier knowing that He is the one guiding and directing me through it. Give Him all of yourself, church. Process that. Pray about it. Seek Him. 
over the next three weeks as we as we exit out of 2023 or 2022 into 2023. It's been a year. There's been a lot. It's been crazy. And there are wondrous things in store for this house and the people in it. For Sundown, Texas, there are wondrous and amazing things. Do you believe it? But it starts. We will only be able to see it. And it will only be able to be initiated when the people of God give themselves fully to Him. If we don't give ourselves fully to Him, who do you know that will? And what did we talk about last week? Do not wait to do tomorrow what is meant for today. And it is meant for today. Because it is meant to change tomorrow. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com. Thank you.